what's going on with me, God? Where did this come from? And show me how to get out of it. Welcome back to the God's Perfect Size Show. I'm your host, Kim Jogway, and I'm so grateful to have you here with me today. Listen, this episode is a must listen to. If there are no other episodes you listen to, this is the one. And I'll tell you why, because this one has just been percolating in my heart with the Lord. I actually had no plans on doing this particular episode, but God was sending me out to give a clarion call, a cry to all of you out there. Before we jump into this episode, this life-changing, course-correcting episode, I want to say thank you. Thank you that this podcast is reaching so many. Thank you to every single one of you who has been sharing this with someone else who's struggling with food issues, with overeating. Maybe it's a family member or a friend. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. And this is not about numbers. When I say this is absolutely not about numbers, I mean that. I never set out to do this podcast just for the sheer joy of watching it grow. I don't need that and I don't want that. What I want is for what God gave me. He gave me my freedom when I was desperate and suicidal, when I was struggling with eating out of control and I just kept watching my numbers go up, watching my pant size go up from a 16 to an 18 to a 20 to a 22. And at one point I dipped a little bit into the 24s and then I went back down into the 22 and I settled there. That was devastating. And I was watching my health on the decline. And I knew that if I didn't get it under control, that I would pass it on to my children. And I was terrified. That thought would just make me nauseous and sick to my stomach. And I just could not be the one who would pass it on to my children. And so God gave me a solution. And that's why we're here together. Because I know my story is not unique. I know that those of you who are listening, this is your story. You're in the heat of this battle and you are hurting and you are suffering and you are watching your health go downhill and you can't seem to escape what is happening to you. You are eating hand to mouth and you are struggling to get that weight under control. And with the excess weight comes all of the diseases and you don't want that for yourself. I know that. I know where you are. And so I'm here for you. I'm here to be the the voice in your ear while you exercise. I'm here to be the voice in your ear while you go for a long walk. Listen, you don't have to walk alone. I will keep you company. You just put me in your headset and we'll walk on and I'll teach you and I'll pray for you and I will share everything that God gave me. I'm going to do my very best to pour it out to you. This episode is about you pivoting pivoting towards purpose, pivoting towards what God has for you. We're going to jump right into this episode because we ain't got no time to waste here. So in 3 John 1 verse 2, I want to share this with you. He prays, beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. These things that we think are mutually exclusive are not. Our soul and our physical health, our spiritual health, our mental health, they're all tied together. And one of them is suffering. The entire person is suffering. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to get you out of that mode of suffering unnecessarily. I'm not talking about suffering that God brings you to so that he can grow your faith. I'm talking about suffering that we bring on ourselves and God is still in it with us. He still comes after us in those places. And that's the good news. But here's the thing. You have got to wiggle free. You've got to fight for your freedom. I want to address that with you today. The reason I talk about this is the one episode that you need to hear 
is because I don't want you to miss this. I don't want you to miss your opportunity. There is no moment like the present. There is no better time than right now because where you are right now is where you need to be to start this journey. And you can't waste another day giving yourself over to eating out of control or giving yourself over to under eating and watching your health decline because every day matters. Every moment matters. Every second is vital to your future. And why do I bring in your future? Because y'all, in the last episode, I talked about how your physical health is directly tied to your destiny. Your body can only go as far as you allow it to take you. If you take good care of this machine you're in, If you take good care and and feed it nourishing foods and you pray over it and you care for it well and you sleep when you need to sleep and you drink water, you're going to do well. It's the same thing. We're just like our cars. Some of us are taking better care of our cars than we are ourselves. You know that if you don't put gas in your car, you can't get to the next destination. You know full well that if you don't get an oil change at some point, your engine is going to burn out. You know that if you don't have that annual maintenance, that something is going to go wrong. There are going to be spark plugs that need to be changed, all manner of things. Look at me acting like I know about cars. But the truth is, I know enough to keep my car running. I know enough. But what I didn't know was how to keep my body running. And that is way more important than the car. That is light years above and beyond what the value of a car is. Your life is valuable to you and to heaven. You see, God gave you this body to steward over. And in the last episode, I talked about a lot of us are making decisions around what we're eating and our physical health, even though it's been a place where the enemy has ruled and reigned. We are making decisions in our own flesh. There's no wisdom in our own flesh, especially if it's in an area where the enemy has dominated you. There's no way that you can simply just eat better and then be okay. Because if you've given that area over to the enemy, he is not going to give it back. I don't care if you strap on your tennis shoes and run down the freeway for hours on end. It won't matter because the enemy doesn't have to give up ground that you have already handed over to him. There's nothing in it for him. There's no motivation for him. He's already ruling and reigning in that area. So what do you have to do? I'm so glad you asked. I want to share four things with you in this must listen to episode. Today is the day where you draw a hard line and you say, no more, no more. I am taking my health back. I am taking my life back and I'm going to move towards my purpose. And we're going to touch a little bit on purpose today as well. Here's the main thing I want to share with you today. I want you to know how to get started, how to get started to pursuing your freedom. You're all in. You're like, okay, I'm motivated. I'm ready to make these changes, but where do I start? It's not where you think. It's not going to the grocery store and buying the veggies and the fruits on the shelf. That's going to come and that might be your weekend visit, but this is where you have to start. You have to start with crying out to the Father. You've got to ask him what is causing you to engage in these behaviors. Of course, it's sin. We know that, but there could be something driving it. As for me, you all know that I I just lay my life out on the line to you because God is so good I am not ashamed. I'm not afraid to tell you that I was abused and hurt and traumatized as a child. And that's where my eating issues came from. The beautiful thing is, even after God saved me out of that, even after he cleaned that up in me, I still had a food issue. I still had made a covenant with food when I was young that it would always be my comforter. And I didn't know it until I went to the Father and asked him, what is the root cause of what is happening with my eating? 
you have to do the same thing. It's time for you to really take yourself to the Lord and just lay before his feet and ask him, what's going on with me, God? Where did this come from? And show me how to get out of it. Scripture talks about, I believe it's in um, Psalms, it talks about how you're to free yourself like a gazelle. This is a trap that the enemy laid for you. And you've got to free yourself like a trapped animal because that's how we often feel. So you've got to get yourself free. The first step to that is taking it to the Father and saying, Lord, I have idolized food. I've worshiped food. Heck, I have treated food higher and above and beyond you. I've given it more esteem, more thought, more money, more time, and I have worshiped it. And you're going to be real and raw with God. You're going to tell him all that you've done and you're going to lay it out at his feet. It's not so that he can know it. It's so that you recognize it and that you start recognizing his authority. He knows everything. He just wants you to bring it to him. He just wants you to pour it out at his feet so that he can then do something about your situation. What you're essentially doing is you're inviting God in. You're telling him, I held this thing by myself far too long. I need you to come in and help me, Lord, please. That's step number one. Invite God into this hot mess that you've created. We all have to invite God into the hot messes that we create. It just is what it is. So we're going to face it and we're going to go forward and ask God for his help. Number two, the next thing you're going to do is you're going to pray for your healing. You're going to not just pray for healing, but you're going to pray for freedom. True healing brings freedom. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. It's for freedom that Jesus even came and hung on that cross. It's for your freedom and for my freedom and all of us who are trapped by sin. He is the answer. So you're going to ask him, God, would you set me free? Would you set me free from this? And would you heal the area in me that has been wounded, that has been festering and causing me to use food and abuse food in ways it was never meant to be used and abused? You're going to ask God to set you free from that. You're going to ask him to sever that tie you made with the enemy. You're going to ask him to separate you from the enemy and draw you closer to him so that you are further away from the enemy and that he no longer has a hold on you in this area. Is everything going to suddenly feel magically all done and tidied up and you're going to wake up and you're not going to have any food cravings? No. But what happens is in the spiritual realm, it is finished. It is absolutely finished. In the physical realm where we live, we've got to learn how to walk it out because you're still living in a body that remembers what you used to give it and it's going to want it. And that's okay because you're going to know exactly what to do with that by wisdom. The Holy Spirit is in you and he's going to show you how to walk towards freedom. Now, here's the thing about freedom. You have to pursue it. It's not enough to say, I'm free. And then that's it. We just talked about that. You actually have to pursue it. You have to put one foot in front of the other and walk towards your freedom. Walk towards the fullness. There's a picture of you being free in heaven. There's a beautiful image of what you look like in freedom. And you're going to pull that picture down that God gave you. And, and you're going to keep pursuing it until your life conforms to the vision that God gave you of what it looks like to be free. If it looks like sitting at the table and, and eating until you're full and then stopping and throwing the leftovers away. I was one of those kids who had to clean the plate because I don't know, there was this mental thing that I had to eat every single thing on the plate. And God showed me, no, I put a feeling of satiation and fullness in your life so that you would know when you are done. And so I had to start learning how to 
honor that. I had never done that before. That's, that might be what it looks like for you. But your freedom could just simply be learning how to stop when you're full. Your freedom could be learning how to make better food choices and then eating those foods. That's the pursuit part. You go and get them. Now eat the foods that you're supposed to eat. Maybe that's what freedom looks like for you. Whatever it is, you've got to walk towards it. I also shared in another episode that I had to actually save money. At the time I was, you know, my kids were really young. I was a young mom and we didn't have a ton of money and I had to shave off a little bit of the grocery budget. Nobody really noticed too much, but I shaved it off and saved it up until I could get a trainer. And I went for my goals. I had a vision of what freedom would look like for me. And so I started making that happen. It took some time, some planning and some saving. And then I could finally walk towards what I was seeing in my mind. Do that. Do that. When God gives you the picture of what you look like free, do it. If you have no concept of what life would even be like for you to live in a self-controlled, free way where you can eat and laugh and then put the fork down and get up and walk away, if you don't even know what that looks like, ask God. Remember I told you to sit before the Father and ask Him what caused it? And then I shared with you second that you're to start praying for your healing and pursue it. During that time, ask God, what do I look like as a free person? What do I look like as a healed person who can eat with self-control? When he gives you that picture, remember it. If you have to journal about it, write a quick memo, make a voice memo on your phone maybe. Remember that moment and then you start going hard after that picture that God gives you and you don't stop until you achieve it. The third thing I want to share with you is that you're going to need motivation for this journey. I can share these things all day long, but it's going to take time to walk them out. You know that. I know that. There's no shortcutting the plans that God has for you. Healing takes the amount of time that it takes, period. It just is what it is. So however long it takes, it will be worth it, but you're going to have to give it time. And in order for you not to get frustrated in the waiting season, frustrated in the work season that you are going to find yourself in, you're going to need some motivation. And that motivation is asking God, what is it that he wants to do with your life? What does he want to give you? What does your destiny look like? Ask God about it. Because when he gives you that picture, then you have something to hold on to. You have a goal to work towards. We hear this word destiny, but let me just tell you what destiny really is. Destiny is the Great Commission. It's pursuing what Jesus called you to do. Now, I know that sounds weird because so many of us are like, uh-uh, that's not my destiny. My destiny is blah, blah, blah. My destiny is dot, dot, dot. And you might have a picture of you running the head of a, you're the head of a corporation. You might picture running your own small business. You might picture having a husband and your set of twins. You might picture all manner of things. I'm here to tell you that's the Great Commission. Are you wondering how? Because God is calling all of us to different areas in life. He's calling some to the boardroom. He's calling some to be heads of their homes. He's calling some to serve in a school. He's calling some to clean floors. Where, wherever he's calling you, it's the Great Commission. Wherever he stations you is where you are to shine your light and proclaim the name of Jesus. That's your destiny. So there is no such thing as your destiny being devoid of Christ if you belong to him. 
There's, there's no such thing. Your destiny is simply where God is going to put you so that you can serve best and proclaim his name. That's your destiny. Now, the the nuances of your destiny might look like you dressing up every day and going out to your company to lead teams of thousands into the vision that you have for your particular brand. That's your destiny. And if that's your destiny, don't get lost in it. Don't get lost in the sauce and think it's only about the money and about maybe employing the people. No, your destiny is directly tied to you serving the Lord with the body and the health that he gave you. That destiny is directly tied to the Great Commission, where you're going to go out and spread the gospel. You're going to spread the gospel through song. You're going to spread the gospel through business deals. You're going to spread the gospel through teaching. And you might not be able to say the name of the Lord out loud in your classroom, but you certainly have the opportunity to pray for every student who sits in a seat in your classroom. That's why he stationed you there. So your destiny and the Great Commission are one. They are united and they are inseparable if you belong to Christ. That is your destiny. Once you have a picture of your destiny, now you have the motivation you need to keep on the journey because God is going to give you health. He's going to give you breath and give you life so that you can carry out your destiny. And if you hold fast to the hope of your destiny, it's not going to disappoint you. You're going to be able to walk and continue walking towards what God is calling you to do and what he wants to fulfill through you. So make sure that you are checking in with the Father and asking Him, am I on course for my destiny? Am I on course with my health so that I can serve you with the body you gave me? You can't go any further than your health will allow you. I'm going to keep repeating that because that's the most important point. The last thing I want to share with you is to start. You just have to start. Start where you are and start with what you have. If all you have is the groceries that you have, then start there and ask God what to do with it. If you live in a major city and there are not a lot of open trails and places for you to walk, then start where you are and stand in your kitchen and do some squats and jump up and down in your bedroom. Do whatever it takes, but just start. You can't go anywhere until you take that first step. Will you hit hiccups along the way? You sure will. Will the enemy throw everything in the kitchen sink at you? He absolutely will. Will God be there to rescue you and strengthen you and make you stronger and help you stand back up on your feet? He will absolutely be there. You are not going to start alone, but you do have to get started. If you're thinking, Kim, I don't have the money to buy the groceries that I need, then you start with what you have. When you go to the grocery store, if you have to choose between the cucumber and the cereal, then go ahead and get the cucumber and ask God to increase your finances, but start where you are. You can make some healthy choices. You may not be able to change everything all at once. Your diet may not change overnight, but you start making one choice at a time. Add the one thing into your grocery list. If the one thing that you never do is buy vegetables, then buy a vegetable that you like that week. Add that one little thing and start there. There are many who are listening. I know that you're thinking, it's too late. You're already wheelchair bound. You can't even move your body because the weight has just taken over you. I would push back a little bit and say, start where you are. With your doctor's care, just say, can I do an arm workout? And then you start moving your arms every single day. You set a timer on your phone and you start moving your arms. And then maybe one day you add weights 
and you go from there and you build arm strength with the weights that you have. If you're still not able to stand, maybe use your arms and then lift one leg, then lift the other leg and do it over and over again for 10 minutes. You start where you are. Don't let the enemy feed you a bunch of excuses because what he's trying to do is anesthetize you so that you never are motivated to move and that you can slowly slip away into oblivion and then no longer be present on this earth. That's his greatest wish because if he can do that to you, if he can tell you you've gone too far, you can't come back now. What he's really telling you is, did God really say he would restore you? Did God really say he would deliver you? He's still playing his old games of, did God really say, don't listen. You go ahead and you say, I'm going to start where I am. If all you can move are your arms, then move your arms. If all you can do is now move your arms and your legs, move your arms and your legs while you're seated. And then you build your strength up. And then one day you'll be able to stand again and you make that a part of that goal. If God has shown you the vision that you're going to stand up again or you're going to be upright for the first time, you trust him in that. You trust him and you keep seeing that vision. And then every day you stretch little by little and you endure the pain. You you breathe in and out while you feel it. Don't push yourself too hard. You just breathe in and out. And then you hold that pose for five seconds and then you release it and then you give God thanks. Always, always turn around and pour the glory out on him. You may have done the work, but he's the one who empowered you to do it. That's the last thing I'm going to share with you. The fifth thing is give God all the glory. I feel like for me, this is just a theory in my head and it it might sound crazy. Maybe someday I'll do a podcast on it, but I do feel like a lot of times for me, when I feel my worst or when I feel sick or if I've been struggling with something for a long time, I do feel like it's because I am not pouring enough out to the Father. I feel like I'm bottling things up and it becomes toxic inside of me. I'm bottling up the shame and the pain and I'm not pouring it out. So what I'm going to ask you to do is start pouring things out. Let your tears pour out before the Lord. Let the pain pour out before the Father as you're working out because it is going to hurt. I don't even know how to get around that. If you find a way, let me know. But it's going to be painful from time to time. It's okay. Let the tears flow before the throne of grace. He'll be there and give you the grace that you need in the time that you need it. Let the shame out. The enemy loves for, especially for those of us who have physical issues in our bodies, the enemy loves to use shame as a gag order on us. He keeps us quiet and bound up in shame and not saying, not praising, not singing, not talking about. He does that all the time. Take the gag off and pour it out before God. Say, the enemy makes me feel shameful about the way I look. I have excess skin and I can't get the surgery. You take that and you pour it out to the Father and you say, but you, God, are still worthy to be praised. If my arms sag, I'm still going to raise holy hands to you and I'm going to praise you. And you do it, y'all. You do it. You pour out the praise. And I feel like when we worship, it's healing to our bodies and health to our bones. It really is. We are speaking words of life over ourselves. And so that's the last thing I wanted to share with you. Make sure you're pouring out your praise. Make sure you're pouring 
everything before your father. He's so worthy. He's the only one worthy of your praise. The only one who can hold your praise. The only one who can do something about your situation. Don't keep it bottled up because I feel like things become toxic when we keep them held down. When we, when people tell you, you don't need to cry over that. You let those tears flow. You let those emotions out and you worship God with those tears. You go ahead and I'm giving you full permission to let it all flow before your father. There, it's settled. So if anybody else tells you you can't do that, you just say, nope. God says I can pour it all out before him and you do that. We're going to stand in agreement that we are going to find our healing through worship and through working out and through praising and through honoring God with our bodies and then walking in the great commission. That's how we're going to get the health that we're searching for. I pray this episode bless you, but more importantly, I pray you are fired up. You are ready to take your health back because after all, your destiny is on the line. And you will walk in the fullness of what God has for you. Thank you for joining me. And I will catch y'all in the next episode. Be blessed. Bye.